Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2017. This is episode 78. Your student musicians are not like you. This particular episode is dedicated to band directors choral directors, and orchestra directors. But I would like to think it probably falls more with the band directors than those other two areas, even though it applies to everyone. To be a music teacher, you have to be a very special person. And I say that certainly for music teachers who did work very, very hard, do take their craft and their occupation very, very seriously, and are interested in only providing straight-up musical excellence to their students and to the community at all times. It takes a very special individual to do that. And I say that because there are more than enough music teachers out in the world who are not equipped to do that. Quite frankly, they shouldn't even be in the field. Some of them didn't work hard enough in college. Many of them do not know enough basic information, basic history, theory, when it comes to music, I've met teachers who don't even know their musical genres very well. And some that just, they can't teach at all. But your student musicians are not like you. And here's how they're not like you. Almost every student musician you will have in your entire career will probably not enter the field of music. Now, your student musicians are not like you in that regard. But 30 years ago, your student musicians may have been a lot closer to how you operated. Because 30, 40, 50 years ago, what students had to do in school, at all levels, elementary school, middle school, and absolutely high school now, what they had to do and what their high school graduation requirements were like and the workload that they had and the expectations that they had to get into college, completely different. I mean, let's face it, the process that I had to go through to get into college was an absolute joke compared to what students are going through today. Now there's a, there's an interview process, which is often a, a, a critical component of getting into a, a high-quality institution. SAT scores have always been important, but there are other factors that, are also, that also go into it, and there's a really... A meticulous and very tedious process that schools uh, keep in mind. Now, 
when a student has absolutely made the decision that music is positively not going to be on the radar for them as a major or even a minor in college, and they may, they're probably not even going to play their instrument or sing in college, there's a component in their brain that says, okay, that thing is not as important to me anymore. Now, you got to keep in mind, music, in the sense for those students and absolutely for their families, is thought of in the same realm as clubs and sports. I don't care how you want to slice it or dice it. That's a fact. That's how a lot of people think of music. They do not think of it as being a core subject. They think of it more as being a club or a sport. So you get into high school and you realize as a baseball player, you simply can't hit curveballs and then you don't make the freshman team. That might be the end of your baseball career. Well, the same thing goes with music. But for a different reason, it's not so much that you can't handle the music, it's that you've now made the decision that music is not as important for you now when you're in 8th grade or ninth grade or 10th grade as it was when you were in 4th and 5th grade. And the same thing holds true now for what held true many years ago, which is this, 4th and 5th graders, they just simply don't have as much going on. The average fourth or fifth grader has a limited amount of things that are available to them in terms of clubs, in terms of sports. Yes, there are occasionally fifth or sixth graders who are playing on two or three sports teams through two or three uh, teams for a particular sport, with the travel teams and the and the club teams and the recreation teams. But that doesn't happen too often, especially not at the younger age. And when students are in the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, they can dedicate the necessary time to their instrument. Over the course of time, interest will wane. It even happened to me. When I was in middle school, I barely practiced. I'm open, and, oh, very open about that. I barely practiced in middle school. I just kind of skated through. I had my private lessons, and when I got close to an audition, I practiced really hard. And I got by in school with just my own, just raw ability. And then in high school, I had to ramp up the practicing. Your student musicians are not like you. So here's my problem. Why are there so many directors out there, and I specifically see this issue with band directors, who feel this ridiculous need to insist that their students are practicing two or three hours a day? Why? Why would you think that way? Why would you think, any rational person would think, that a student who's a, a sophomore or a junior in high school, who's absolutely not going to be majoring in that subject, and may not even have it in there, and is a solid musician, why in heaven's name are you putting that type of stress on them instead of allowing them to have an enjoyable experience? I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that your band needs to stink and it needs to be horribly out of tune and there, there are going to be wrong notes. That's not what I'm saying at all. 
But I have known directors that have been, quite frankly, tyrants on the podium and demeaning to students and irritating to play for because they're so insistent on asinine things. It's not that they're not important. They are important. But at the same time, they're not important. What's ultimately important in the end with all school music ensembles is that everyone is having fun. And then if you can take fun to the next level where you can inspire them to understand the importance of intonation and inspire them to find creative ways to teach them how to play passages right there in the rehearsal instead of saying something like, go home and practice this or sit at home and practice this and instead maybe do it in the course of the rehearsal. Maybe your situation would simply be better. Nothing upsets me more than when I hear from a student how much they dislike their teacher, their music teacher, at any level. I hate that. I can't stand that. And I really hate when it happens when the, when the teacher is this prima donna who, for them, they still practice four or five hours a day. Well, good for you. Guess what? Most of your students are not interested. Even the ones that are going to be professional musicians, some of them aren't even interested. So what you have to understand is just because that worked for you doesn't necessarily work for them. And by the same token, you have to keep in mind things that came easy to you may not come easy to them. Because after all, there are probably a bunch of other things that your students can do better than you. My favorite line that I say to students all the time, I always say this to students, I always say to the beginning of the school year, no matter what age they are, my goal is I want you to be better than me. When was the last time you said that to your student musicians? Or do you have an ego that's so big you're incapable of saying something like that? It's something to think about. You should want your students to, to just take this experience and run with it as far as they can. And yes, some of them are actually going to think about entering the field of music or minoring in it or just simply playing their instrument and being involved and having mu a musical instrument or singing in their during their adult years. To me, I think a winning situation is when a student graduates college, gets married, starts a family, and then they take their kids out to go see a play or a, a musical or a ballet or even an opera. 
That's a win. That's a really big win. That's where your focus needs to be. Now, I'm not saying that a technical passage in a host suite is not important. It is. And there certainly has to be some type of standard that we're holding our students to. You can't just let things just stink. And you certainly don't want to be doing grade two and a half and three music with your high school ensemble if you have kids that are capable of playing grade four and five music. But for heaven's sake, be a little more understanding of what their schedules are like. There's one director I can think of still to this day. It's I felt like I'm almost blue in the face with the numbers of times that it's there have been several directors, but the one in particular that I've said, the students are not like you. You're a tremendous musician. You're outstanding. You bring it. You are excellent in every single way. But they're not like you. And it's not that they don't want to be like you. It's that they're, they're, they, don't, they don't have maybe the same passion that you do for music. That's another thing we have to remember about our student musicians. They have other things they may be interested in. And when you're picking out repertoire, you should consider that. Don't be a prima donna. I, 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 I personally, I can't stand going to these concerts where everything is programmed in such a way where I don't even know the music. I don't even know it. There are these pieces that are uh, maybe new compositions, and I'm not saying it's bad, but when you do nothing but that on your program and there's nothing standard and there's nothing that anybody can relate to at all, you really need to rethink things. Throw a march on your program. Put a song that people are going to at least recognize. I am absolutely not saying popular music. I can tell you right now, I have 20 years of teaching. I have not once in my career ever gone for the most popular music that was on the radio at the time or even played soundtrack stuff. The closest I ever came was doing, uh, <laughs> so Disney knows, they were arrangements that were available legally <laughs> through uh, music companies and the copyrights were in place and everything, but I did Disney music. That's the extent of it. I never, I, I never would uh, even think of attempting to do some of the insanely difficult soundtrack music with an elementary group. Because, quite honestly, it just, it often doesn't sound very good. So, yes, you can do great things with your, your groups, and you can program really, really well and make the music exciting and not have the quality suffer. But you have to remember at all times, your student musicians are not like you. They're not. They're not wired the same way. We as musicians are wired a certain way. We are a special breed, a very special breed. 
And you have to always remember that. And you need to remember that with your audience. You need to remember that with other people that you speak to. So you come off as being a relatable individual. Not someone who it has this head in the clouds type of person that just doesn't understand other people and what they're thinking of. Because I can tell you right now, Eric Whitaker is a fabulous composer. The average person has not a clue who that is. We in the band, orchestra, and chorus world know exactly who that is. And his music is awesome to do in the concerts. And people will probably enjoy it a great deal. But it doesn't mean that he's a household name because he isn't. And we lose sight of that. Your student musicians are not like you. If you can remember that at all times with all these different areas, your expectations for them with their practicing, the programming that you do, the way that you speak to the students and the parents and the community and your administrators, when you do that and you can be able to come off being a music teacher that is able to speak to those individuals no differently than an academic teacher, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. And you're going to be able to, to be so much more effective when you can understand that. And yes, when you do get that student who is very rare, who's got that special talent, and you know that he or she has it inside of them and they do think like you do and they do act like you do and they love music the same way as you do and they have the same interests as you do. Yes, those are the ones that we want to push. But 98% of them in your career, I don't recommend it. I don't think it's a good idea at all. Make sure that everyone is enjoying themselves and having fun. After all, isn't that the reason that you got into music in the first place?